thanks. That's all for today. Thanks, 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 that's all for today. Thank you, that's all for today. Thanks, that's all for today. Thanks, that's all for today. Thanks. That's all for today. Hello and welcome to the final episode of Thanks That's All For Today, Season 2, with me, your host, Harriet Mullen. Can you hear that lovely hay fever in my voice? I'm not complaining because the sun is shining and it's my birthday tomorrow and I cannot wait. still get so excited even after all these years of having a birthday. The novelty hasn't quite worn off yet. So today, obviously, is the final episode of season two, which I can't quite believe. I'd love to thank all my previous guests for this season. And don't worry, season three will be back later in the year. But for now, here's my final episode with my lovely friend, singer, dancer, actor and teacher, the beautiful Sophie Candola. Oh, gosh, she's she's got a mic. You have to hold it up and then it sounds like a um, sports commentator or something. Oh, my God. And running down the wing, we've got Sophie Candola (laughs) doing split leaps from the corner. Drag runs. (laughs) And a death drop. Okay, here we go. Warm-up straws I've written at the top of your notes. Sounds like we've done this podcast before. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Thanks That's All For Today, a podcast hosted by me, Harriet Mullen. And today, with Prosecco and wine, I have my lovely friend with me, Sophie Candola. Cheers. Cheers. Soon to not be Sophie Candola. No, continuing to be Sophie Candola. (laughs) Previously (laughs) and future Sophie Candola. Sorry, Sophie. That's all right. Gosh, that was very old-fashioned of me. (laughs) We're keeping the name. We're keeping the name. Because yeah, if I look exactly. you up on stage, Faves, I still want to see you there. Exactly. No, in this industry, our name is our reputation, really. So keeping the, keeping the name and rolling with it. But yes, getting married in four weeks. How exciting. So this is probably my most up-to-date podcast because I stupidly, and I'm so sorry, Soph, I don't know how this happened, but our episode just didn't record or it just flew away. The files corrupted. I just don't know where it went. So I went to edit Sophie's podcast. We've had a whole argument, haven't we, Sophie? We've had tears. This is kind of make or break now, this re-record. Yeah, yeah. If she does it again, she'll never see me again. (laughs) So I'm actually going to save the best till last. And (laughs) this is actually going to go up next week. So we're in kind of like current time and you've just had your hen do and it looks so beautiful. Yes. And the sun is shining. That's how current current we are so current yeah. situation life is good life is good we've got prosecco wine and i'm in my pajamas so you know it's past nine o'clock sophie we've done this before so if i could have the exact same answers that would be amazing <laughs> <laughs> let me do your little introduction today i've got the wonderful sophie with me i've actually written right next to her notes didn't know so let's see what i didn't know ah <laughs> oh, yes trained at the international school of screen acting short course that was it. That was it. Yeah. Uh, credits include both stage and screen and concerts and a dance captain credit here and there. Mm. Love that for you. Um, I met Sophie during our time in Star Wars. He <laughs> <laughs> said it so confidently. <laughs> oh my God, I'm actually red. I'm right red. <laughs> I loved that. I loved that. I was so, I was so convinced. 
we met <laughs> during our time on Star Wars. Star Wars. We didn't meet on Star Wars. That would be a great story. But we met during our time in Stardust, the Bollywood Stardust. musical. Slightly different. <laughs> Only slightly, though. Only probably some similar themes. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. You can see why I got confused. She's <laughs> also played the iconic role of Coco in Fame. She's been in a fab film called Mad About the Boy, looking absolutely beautiful on the screen. Oh, oh and I've written teacher. I thought I haven't seen her in a film called Teacher. She <laughs> is a fab teacher. Welcome, Sophie Candola. Thanks for having me. So lovely to see you. And I also have to throw in there as well, GSA graduate. I've had quite a few GSA graduates on the on you the program. The theme. <laughs> the theme. Your lives have crossed. Yeah, it's so nice to see you. It is so good to see you. You're looking gorge. Oh, thanks. <laughs> With my wet hair yeah. and my pajamas. Well, you can. Thank you, Angel. Well, I thought you were great in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah, it's one of my bigger credits, really. Forgive me. So we've got Sophie, singer, actor, dancer of both stage, screen, concerts, as I mentioned earlier. She's a triple threat. I've danced with her. I've sung with her. I haven't acted with you yet, have I? As in, we haven't been in a scene together. Yeah, a scene together. Did we not have a scene together? No. No. We probably reenacted a bit. I did play you. Yes. We did have a scene together then. Does that count? Yeah. Yeah. I had to say, <laughs> he finished me in the bath. <laughs> Except I think I said he finished me off in the bath. Very different, <laughs> very different meanings. You um, gave it a different, a different twist every night. Didn't I you? did. I did. I was giving yeah. you intentions and all sorts. Mm. So, Soph is the person that I text when I have an audition. I think I had a dream about us doing an audition together when I had an audition, my, my last audition actually in person in London. And I saw, I don't know how, I think you text me or I saw on social media that you were at an audition as well. And I'd dreamt the night before that we were gonna be in an audition together. And I thought this is fate. We're gonna be in the same one because it was a group one. We'll both get the job. We'll both get a job. We'll both be in it together. We only ever work with each other. But lo and behold, you were at the Umbrella Rooms and I was at Dance Attic. Mm. Two iconic venues. Two iconic venues. Yeah. And we both got the job, obviously. <laughs> obviously. No, you are that person that I will text and I will hope and pray that you're in the same audition. Always, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then best case scenario is then that we go for coffee afterwards or something. Yeah. I, that, I really hope that happens soon. Yeah, can that please happen? Gods, please. That's mainly what we'd go for. Like the job would be okay, but the coffee and the ketchup would be would ideal. be wonderful. I would love yeah. that. I, I just love it to be more normal now. You know, just like it not be it not just be weird being in a place. I don't know about you, but I feel like I now have social anxiety. I can't yeah, browse. I can't browse anymore. Window shop. No, those days are gone. Yeah, in and out. Get what you need. Get out. Definitely. And also, even with auditions, like the waiting rounds totally change. You know, before I would always get to an audition because I travel down from, I live in Leicester and I travel down to London. I'd always get away earlier train, you know, just in case something goes wrong, blah, blah, blah. And then always find the venue, sit in a coffee shop around the corner. I had like a bit of a thing that I would always do. Mm. I know most of them have been self-tapes now, but I have had a few back in London. And not being able to go in anywhere, mm. you can just now. I was just like wandering the streets of London. Just yeah. Like, doo, doo, doo. And things like getting changed now. Going yeah, you've got to go ready. And... Yeah. 
and then also you've got to wear your mask like to go and then you've probably all your makeup's come off like on the mask <laughs> and it's, yeah yeah it's all a thing isn't it but I think things are slowly starting to get back in the room which is good I would like to ask you first of all Sophie how did you get into acting um so my childhood was quite dance heavy really quite dance based so I went to um, a place called DuPont Dance School shout out in Leicester from the age of three so really young like started little little baby ballet baby tap like super cute and it was it's kind of got a really good reputation and especially in Leicester a lot of people who go there end up going on to do things professionally and um, but it is very dance based what it was at the time so I only really started doing musical theatre as I got more into my teenage years I'd started having like private singing lessons and then a few group classes but it was all very individual like I didn't really ever do them at the same time which mm-hmm. obviously is kind of key like I'd have dance classes I'd have singing classes I've had acting classes but I wasn't in a musical a full-blown musical until I was probably about 15 as in hello dolly so not probably a show that I would be cast in now but yeah so I started doing more and more and more stuff like that and then there was a really good theatre group called Leicester Theatre Group they're still going now Mm. and they kind of went I'm gonna say like headhunting but they went around lots of dance schools in the area and kind of made this super group so Jack Skelly was there Mary Jean Caldwell's like people who've gone on lots of people who like working Mm. and yeah so then we started doing shows so we did Les Mis did Thoroughly Modern Millie um but this is all kind of late teenage really but having done individual classes from the age of three so yeah grew up all around it like I look back on my childhood I spent I spent more time at my dance school than I did at home 100% I used to go like straight from school get dropped off be there all evening come home I used to find it so strange when my friends didn't have a hobby so like how do you fill your time like what do you do when you go home from school it's mad that you're happily doing Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday classes and doing school and maybe having a Saturday job and having a social life I've been shattered now yeah you don't even think about it back then but I think now as an adult I think how did I do all that how did I do that and like kids, 100% are better social lives, don't they, than adults? Oh my God, yeah. Two parties yeah. a Saturday sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know it. Now I would be like, oh, out every evening. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. Um, so with drama school, obviously you went to the very prestigious GSA, which obviously is a fantastic school known to produce some absolutely incredible talent. But would you say that it focuses on one discipline or does it cover all three, singing, dancing and acting? It's very much, remember that it's called Guildford School of Acting. So it's very much like acting, which I love. And that's how I really strongly feel is that acting has to be the base of everything. But it also is the actual timetable is very evenly spread. So they they want to churn out good all-round musical theatre people and haven't they I feel like it's at the moment the year of GSA you know when you Mm. have those schools in the programs that you see so many people of yeah yeah art said whatever but at the moment I do feel like there's quite a lot of GSA grads working yeah the training the training is fab the training is fantastic and very solid and like really sets you up to do you know safely eight shows a week that's what it's all about they're all about making it safe eight times a week so that you're like a steady person to employ which sounds a bit boring but like 
it, that's how you get employed regularly mm. if you prove that you can like you know safely do eight shows a week so yeah but now I think there are some some fab people who great ethos to have as a school to make you employable yeah exactly you know? yeah, yeah. yeah yeah amazing yeah. and with GSA was that your top choice when you were auditioning did you audition for loads of schools in your year of auditioning or was it like no I want to go to GSA from day one I'd be totally lying if I said that it was like always my dream to go there, but it wasn't. I always absolutely thought I'd wanted to go to Arts Ed. That was just like the place that me and my best friend Jack have mentioned. We would like, you know, you, you kind of have this life plan set ahead mm-hmm. of you. Like, we'll go to Arts Ed. Almost like thinking you even had to audition. We're like, we'll go to Arts Ed. We'll live <laughs> together. Da, da, da. And then um, he got in and I was on the reserve list. So I was waiting to find out. And then I visited GSA and I just fell in love with Guildford and like the campus. Oh, it is and the, lovely. Yeah. And like the vibe of it being slightly on a university campus without obviously it's still separate. And also, you know, you're 20 minutes into London, but you're still in leafy Surrey yeah. and it's just gorgeous rather than, I don't know, I don't, I don't absolutely love the total hustle and bustle of London. I love to go in but I love to come out again sort of yeah. thing. So it was perfect for that. You could pop in and see a show, but then you could go home and just see the countryside again, um, which is kind of good for my mental health and everything. So I, having thought that I absolutely wanted to go to Art Set, it definitely worked out for the best. Mm. Because sometimes we'd kind of catch up, me and Jackie was at Art Set, and I'd think, no, this has worked out well. Like when I'd hear about, you know, how the courses differed and stuff. So I think everything works for, like for a reason, doesn't it, in the end? But yeah, no, I didn't. And then the other place that I had that I had an offer from that I was weighing up was Erdang, which obviously is more dancey generally. And I loved it. Like I got such a good vibe from there. And I think they're really like coming through. I feel like a lot mm. of Erdang, I feel like I see a lot of people who was really solid. Um, oh yeah, I can think of a particular graduate actually that I know. I think that they are absolutely incredible. Yeah. If all three disciplines singing dancing and acting and I've got quite a few friends actually Isaac obviously our lovely friend yeah, Isaac. Of course, yeah. Uh, and also a few of Isaac's friends that he trained with I work with in London and I would say they're all brilliant triple threat performers yeah Isaac's lovely boyfriend I thought you were going to say Isaac is a lovely boyfriend and I was like <laughs> I'm sure he is I'm sure he is. Yes, Isaac's boyfriend. Yes, obviously. Of course. I was like, Sophie, I didn't know you and I had been together. <laughs> well, that's a lovely segue from last week's episode into yours. Everything that happened on the set of Star Wars. Oh, <laughs> oh God, I'm never going to live that down. Star Wars. Excellent. Excellent. So when you were auditioning, did you do one year, two years? What did you do? I went straight from school. So that was my first year auditioning so yeah I think at the time maybe didn't realize how lucky that was because there were then I went and there were people who were on their third or fourth year trying and I think that really can if people are listening who are like auditioning I think often it can almost go in your favor that they can see that you how much you want it Mm. that you've come back another year and especially if maybe they gave you something to work on and said like you know if you come back next year but really work on your dance and if you and if you've gone away and you've really worked on your dance and they see that then yeah, I know a few people who have gone on to have incredible careers who took a gap year, either out of choice or out of whatever. Could you go and learn life skills and go and see the world? Or Yeah. Especially as an actor. I mean, I, 
less so as musical theatre, especially if if you are a dancer. Obviously, the career get, kind of gets shorter and shorter, especially as a dancer. Mm. But as a straight actor, they'd love you to have life experience and like things that you can yeah, draw yeah. on. So if anything, sometimes sometimes it's like a blessing in disguise, I think. Lovely. So let's play a little game now. I'd like to play audition styles with you, Sophie. Now, we've obviously already played this, but um, it was back in in Feb or March. A lot has happened, honestly. Like, I can't remember. (laughs) I can't even. I've, like, ticked and crossed. Look what I'm working with. All of my scribbling outs. Oh, it's neat, though. It's colour coordinated. Of course, it's pink. (laughs) What (laughs) other colour would it be? Let's play audition styles. So you know how this works. You just pick your favourite one. Yeah. Quick fire. I'm probably, probably going to give different answers to last time because I'm ever changing. I, I did ask you to say the exact same answers, the exact same diction. <laughs> <laughs> Please pause yeah. in the same place as you did before. Uh, quick one. I know you've been, uh, you, you've been on stage and screen. I always say to you, you, I mean, you're so beautiful anyway, but oh my gosh, I love watching you on screen. Uh, screen versus theatre. Um, most of my screen auditions have been tv i haven't had many film auditions um but i think between theater and screen controversially gonna have to go for screen i've had one recently and they really kind of summed up the difference between the two in the i don't know i mean this is again a really sweeping generalization but and it's also no fault of the casting director because this is just the deal is that often if you're being seen for the ensemble or whatever there's obviously maybe 50 girls in a room and you've just got to do what you can do. And if you're right, that's it. That is the deal. If you're there, you're right for it. Great. But for screen, often it will be one-on-one with the director. You will get, look, I'm just thinking this one that I had the other day. I re- reworked the scene eight times. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like with the director giving different things. So even if you then don't get the job, you feel like you've had, so, you feel like you've really learned and like you've had so much more one-on-one time, mm-hmm. rather than obviously musical theatre, you've almost you've got to, you've got to go as the package that they want. You've got to be ready to go, which is just a different. It's just a different like um, discipline, really. And neither is like because you've got a bigger budget with screen, and so they can sort of afford yeah, to work probably. with you. Or do you think it's because they've got less rounds, and so they have to see what you can do in one audition rather than in musical theatre there could be how many rounds someone the other day and they had 12 rounds for something and so I mean surely that's unnecessary I just can't ever see how that's necessary to but anyway my nerves couldn't take 12 rounds oh my god I don't think my bank balance could (laughs) would have to be like I'm out like SAS like I'd I'd have to give I'd have to give my badge in be like I'm out (laughs) I'm out count me out but that after like 11 in, you've got to stick it out. Um, but yeah, I think it's a bit of both. I guess it is budget, but then also in terms of cast size, you've got to see that many people if you need an ensemble of 12 or whatever. Yeah. Whereas if you're only casting one part for a TV thing, then you can give more time. So like I say, it's not like a bad thing and a good, I think it is literally that is just the deal. But I feel like sometimes you, yeah, walk away feeling like you've got more out of a screen audition. But then again, if you're counting commercials in screen auditions, that is not the case. It's a yeah. walk in 10 seconds, show us your hands and walk out, which again is everyone just knows that is how it is. 
and you've got to be in it to win it because that's also mm. kind of a where the money is also you want to get some screen time like it's all yeah so yeah they're very different but they are i think i'd have to go with screen lovely and in terms of material do you prefer to take your own material that you've chosen yourself or material from the show or play or film or what have you um i would always rather just do the material from the thing because why not like it almost feels i get why they do it as well because otherwise they're gonna have to sit for days and days and days and listen to the same song over and over again which i get is probably painful but i also think that it's the quickest way of seeing if the person can do the job or not. Mm. Like you might have a song that you've perfected kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? But actually the song from the show might be, I don't know, go to a different note or do a different thing. Mm. And they're trying to guess whether you are right for it. Whereas if you just do the material, then it's just instant to see if you're right for it or not. I think it makes sense too. And I wish there was more of that really. And also then, we wouldn't spend hours picking a song. Don't <laughs> look at my like... face. I'm just like, no, I just want the material. Yeah. Or maybe a list to choose from. Because I think sometimes yeah. half the battle is is choosing the song. And, and, and like you say, I mean, the auditions actually where I've done the prepared material have been my most successful. And mm. I just think that's because I'm from the uh, music world rather than musical theatre world. So maybe my song choice might suit me, but not be right for the character. Yeah. So often now, isn't it? It's pop and rock songs. Mm. So actually don't even ever end up singing musical theatre songs. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I think material. Definitely. And would you go to an open? Yeah. Yeah. I've done many in my time. What's been your favourite um, one? Have you ever had anyone that you're like, that one went really well? Or are they always... I've had such a range of success. I've done like stand in the rain for eight hours and they've cut it down from, they were asking for the full song and then like word got down the line that they were running so late because they didn't anticipate how many people would turn up that it was now like 16 bars or something, not even 32. And then by the time I went in and we weren't even like, we'd gone early, you know, because you hear (laughs) that you think you need to go early. So we're there from like 7am, 7, 7 but you're already number 500 in, in the queue or something. People have like literally got tents and have camped out. Um, and you go in and they literally heard eight bars or something. And then, oh. that's, and then you just think I've stood in the rain and caught pneumonia. Um, but then to the complete op- extreme of that, the first ever open that I went to that was my first ever audition was when they did the opens for Aladdin Mm. and that was my third year so I was it was my I might have even been in second year I think so I like snuck out I wasn't we weren't allowed to go but me and another girl went because we were only not allowed to leave GSA early or anything to go and do work so but we went and queued up and did all that then I didn't end up I didn't end up getting it but I had like multiple rounds oh amazing I had three or four at least rounds after the open and then everywhere in between those yeah. scales as well. So sometimes I feel like a publicity stunt. I feel they've got the cameras there. They've got everything to be like. My worst yeah. nightmare. Even yeah. though I love I love to have a chat and I love I love taking pictures, but there's something about cameras at an audition that <laughs> does not work for me. <laughs> no. It's like already stressful enough. <laughs> I don't know why I've done two television competitions, Sophie. I don't really know. Yes, why. oh my God, yeah. <laughs> you say so that. Don't know why. Um, 
do you prefer obviously you are a brilliant dancer and singer what's your preference if I was to say to you tomorrow the first round is a dance call or a singing call which one would you be more relieved to hear was first this has changed throughout my life basically or since I've graduated but I think now as of right now I would say singing I would say singing round first also probably purely because with the pandemic singing you can practice at home but we've not really been able to like there's only so much dancing in your living room on zoom really yeah. that you can do so singing has been a bit easier to sort of keep up with a little bit but it's tricky isn't it between the two I personally I've really found that the way an audition process, how you maybe have a round and then there's a cut, doesn't really bode well if you are a triple threat because you don't get to show, you don't get to show yourself. Whereas I think it works if you're in, if you've got one incredible one out of the three that you know you can like absolutely smash a singing round every single time. Whereas I feel like growing up, I was always told that you need to be like the same as at all three. Like you've got to be consistent. You've got to be a triple mm. threat throughout the three. So that's what I really tried to be. And I, I hope that's kind of what I am, where you're like safe across the board, like good, just like good across the board. But sometimes that can mean that you're cut from the first round, but you never got to show them that yeah. you're good at the others as well because you're cut early, if that makes sense. Mm. So the auditions that I've been the most successful in, like for example, where I did the tour of fame, just by chance of how my time slot fell, I was the last one to sing. So I got to sing and they did acting in the first round, which is so rare. Oh, wow. Managed to get through that, but then it was straight into, I was the last person of that, of like, say it was 12 o'clock or something. And then it was straight into the dance round. So in the space of literally 45 minutes, they got to see me sing, dance and act. Wow. And do you know what I mean? And that's rare, isn't it? That mm. you get to show, and and then and that's the job that I got. So you feel like you got to show them everything you've got to offer. Yeah. Whereas yeah. obviously, if they do a cut early, then you're like, but I promise I can do the others a bit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I find the, but then also, I mean, there's just no budget and no time to see everyone do everything. So I totally understand like why mm. it's like that. But obviously, it can just be, it can be frustrating at times. But yeah. So either for you, you're happy with either? Yeah, I'd probably go singing though right now. Singing right now. Excellent. Do you prefer to, because obviously I know you've worked for Physical, who were the production company for Stardust, not Star Wars. (laughs) And I know you've worked with them before. Do you prefer to perform or rehearse or audition, whichever one, to a panel that you know or strangers? A panel that I know, I think, because... Um, hopefully, fingers crossed, unless you've done something to annoy them, but hopefully you've got a good rapport with them already. So, you know, and maybe even like, I don't know, an in-joke or something that can like, or I'm bad for that though, like trying to make small talk jokes and auditions and often that's not the best way. But if you know you've got something in common that you can quickly break the ice with, then it just puts Mm. everyone at ease. Whereas, yeah, if you don't know what you're going into, it just adds to the stressfulness of the situation. And your success rate with being re-employed is very high. And that just goes to show that people absolutely love working with you. You know, it shows that you're reliable, that you are great to work with, that you're a nice person, etc. Isn't that just... I think being a nice person actually, yeah, ends up being probably the most important of all of those. (laughs) Ends up being important of all of those things. Because like everyone's talented right there's like so many good so I'm always baffled by like how incredible people are Mm. but I think people want to work with nice people hopefully 
um especially so yeah I mean I've been yeah exactly yeah if you've got to share a hotel room or something mm. but I've been so lucky with physical and with Samir and they're actually a Leicester-based company so that was kind of again it's something we had to chat about early on and yeah I've been really lucky with them they sort of took me under their wing a little bit and I'm super grateful to them because you've done bring on the Bollywood stardust and mad about the boy with them haven't you yeah so mad about the boy was so at bring on the Bollywood the first round was kind of first round for that but they were also keeping an eye out because they had this mad about the boy thing coming up as well so it was like a two-in-one so um I ended up getting mad about the boy what doing shooting that whilst we were still doing the audition process for bring on the bollywood so then again because you've then made that connection Mm. either consciously or subconsciously you know they're looking out for you in Mm. the process so so yeah i loved that and then obviously robbie who writes all the music he was in mad about the boy as well so you kind of make a little family and what a lovely family it is i love working so lovely one of my favorite jobs ever would you prefer, Sophie, in an audition, 16 bars or a full song? Oh, tricky. I think probably the full song, only purely because it's so tricky to show the, like, any kind of character arc in mm. such a small amount of time. Yeah. And um, that can often be... Sh- and then it's tricky not to be like, look at all the vocal tricks I can do in this really short space of time. Whereas if you've got the space of the song you can prioritise the storytelling, I think. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Rather yeah, than definitely. like, here's everything I can do really quickly. Yeah. So yeah, I guess I guess the whole whole song, or at least I think verse and chorus at least. Yeah. Kind of like a solid, you know, chunk. Mm. But the really short cuts, it's just like, what even, what can you show, surely? Um, I know sometimes 16 bars is literally a few sentences. Also, it's weird because, I mean, I don't, I can do some very basic reading of music, but obviously to do with the time signature, 16 bars varies in length, Mm. right? Is that right? You know what I mean? Like it can either be a very quick 16 bars. Yeah. Or, yeah. So sometimes I'm literally counting the bars out on the sheet music. Like, oh oh God, it's two sentences. I know I am too. And then if there's, if there's a pause in the music, I'm like, that's a bar. That is a bar. Yeah, that's a um crop it out cut (laughs) would you prefer to go to an audition with someone you know obviously you've got lots of friends in the industry would you prefer to go to an audition with a friend or on your own I mean I'd like to go with you I'd like to go with you as well (laughs) (laughs) but I think actually if I'm being like trying to be sensible I'd probably rather go on my own because I can be a chatty Cathy <laughs> so I we'd be like chatting away beforehand and, and actually we not audition together yeah yeah, yeah. Well, miss our time slot. <laughs> or like not warm up or something because I'd be like oh my god I've not seen you ages and get carried away and I definitely have done that in the past to be fair because it is it's such a it's it's the classic thing you always bump into someone you know don't you even if mm. it's like you know someone you know because they also trained at so-and-so two years above mm. you it's always like some vague kind of it's a small industry really yeah isn't it? yeah so I think for me to have like my head switched on and really focus I've got to go on my own um, I do that over familiar thing because I'm nervous mm. I will see someone that I've maybe met once or I've done it before where I've seen someone in a show or on Instagram and I've thought I've known yeah, them. yeah, yeah. and I'm like hi babe how are you and they're like 
don't know who you are, but you can see in their face. I did this once with, so there was this girl who was, I won't name name her now, but there was this girl who was in my third year. You know, when you were at drum school, I mean, you mm. idolise the third years. Yeah. I think yeah. It had that natural, that thing happens every time. And there yeah. was this girl who was in my third year and I did, my friends all laugh because I was, I used to think she was just, in, and she was, she's incredible. And um, I was once on tour, most of my people on the Bollywood, and I saw her boyfriend. This is like so not even connected. I saw her boyfriend who I'd seen via Instagram in at the theatre. And I like stopped him to chat to him. And he was like, oh, I'll tell her that I've seen you. And I was thinking, she won't know who I am. <laughs> and really over familiar. I'd been like, how is she? Like... <laughs> he was like, I'll ring her now and tell her we're together. No, don't worry about it. Don't <laughs> Oh, so that's so yeah, lovely. no, that's so cute. Oh. Is she still in the industry? She yeah, she's in yeah. a soap. Yeah, she's doing really well. It's not Amanda Clapham, but we are it's friends with Amanda her. Clapham. Everybody, love you, Amanda. <laughs> we love you, Amanda. We love you, Amanda. Uh, last question of this game: Do you prefer to perform a script or a monologue in an audition? Oh my god, a script. You know, I think sometimes because I teach, a lot of students will say, oh, have you got any um, suggestions of monologues? Mm. And I think not really. Like you need monologues to audition to get into drama school. And then I've not really done many since. I don't know. I just, yeah. I think I've done two. Yeah. I think I've done two since I graduated. And obviously sometimes an audition script that they give you might be quite heavily that character because obviously then that's the the piece they've chosen because that's mm. heavily them but I mean that same I suppose is in a musical where it's bring the material or bring a song that you pick for an acting thing but they just say bring a monologue you yeah. spend hours trying to find a monologue that just send the script but yeah I know 100% that's the easiest one script. so far 100% script amazing like you to tell us about a time where you were on the panel and you witnessed something happen during an audition to an auditioning oh, no. please he might be listening should he we know him oh yeah oh i'm sure he's oh, yeah. i'm sure he tells it okay so let's tell the right. story settle in set the scene yeah so at gsa or i mean at every drama school when they do the auditions for each new intake, they'll often have a few student demonstrators or whatever who stand at the front. So it's, you've got someone to the copy. The prefects, the prefects. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah, the goody two shoes probably more <laughs> like. I, a few times was that, at, I was that person at GSA. And it was the um, dance round and this group of, you know, super eager 17 year olds or whatever were doing step kicks from the corner. You classic, step click, step click. Oh, <laughs> Imagine if that I was the audition. Tell you what, I would have got into GSA if I just had a step <laughs> click because I am you great. Can I am great at a step click. Yes, the technical element of a step click. No, this is a step <laughs> kick. Um, Quite different. And this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this poor boy was doing step kicks on the corner and in what seemed like slow motion his underneath leg like buckled underneath him <gasps> and he dislocated his knee 
And like literally, right, it's a bit graphic, but like imagine the leg and then his knee was literally away, you know, away from it. Like God, it was like on a different God. planet to the leg. And I saw it happen. And obviously he was more, well, he's in pain more than anything. Ambulance came, he got taken oh. to the A&E, like the audition got can't. Well, I had to go and take these other poor auditionees who were like kind of- Traumatized. Traumatized out into the foyer and like do a random q a that i just came up with on the spot <laughs> and bless him like they like gave him gas and air like the um paramedics and he like started going a bit woozy and he was like being like i really want to come to this school like he was <laughs> oh, bless him poor guy. poor guy so traumatic and did he get everybody. to audition again so yeah they let him audition again and then he got cut in the first round <laughs> Oh God, poor love. Not the place for him then. Talk about like a no. baptism of fire into the industry of how brutal it is. Wow. Um, but that has stuck God. with me. Like the 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 vision of his knee basically like on the floor. Okay, thanks. That's all for today. No. I can't take any more. <laughs> I know, bless him. That like you should get him on this podcast because he's you're got listening. Some good... If you're listening, yeah, I'm afraid I can't remember your name, but knee boy if you're listening boy. get in contact i was gonna give out my number that's, that's okay <laughs> oh, sophie what about you do you have a memorable hopefully no dangerous knee stories knees as well they're so fragile oh, no. do you have like a favorite audition funny hilarious wonderful stressful scary whatever you like your like number one audition story the most, I mean, I'm sure you won't mind me saying this because we'd laugh about this now, but the most on-the-spot panic I've ever felt is with Samir from Physical. He said to me, I didn't realise, I can't remember which one this would have been for, but that the character needed to have an Indian accent. Oh, so it was Bring on the Bollywood. Probably should have guessed that maybe I needed to practise an Indian accent, but I really hadn't. And I'd never done one, never done an Indian accent before. And it's it's just so hard not to, be like on that stereotypical slash offensive line especially with an Indian accent and he said okay and you can you do that script again and in an Indian accent and I was the the shit you know when like you yeah just yeah the ground to swallow you up this, so um I sort of did this just awful kind of Simpsons <laughs> just terrible and I remember the, his face being like oh god and I just thought I think I said like I'll practice oh <laughs> um but yeah that's like the most I've been like oh my god but yeah all worked out okay hi Smith. you got the job babe so yeah, yeah, yeah. and I read but I like I really did have to work on it and I'm still working on it to this day but um but in terms of like best vibe and like most memorable for it being just a fab audition probably was the final audition for fame you know I said to you how the recall I had I got to do all three really mm. quickly and I was just in a good mood because I felt like the first bit went well. And then, you know, when you feel like I want to work for this company because the people yeah. on the panel just seem like they've got good vibes. The people in the room who you kind of, you clock, don't you, people who think they're probably going to get the job. They were, and there's this guy called Trey, I think I mentioned him before. Although he was the kind of person who was just hyping. He was like hype man, like he was hyping everyone up to the point of where some people might think it's a bit too much, but he was like, you know when they oh I love bring you, I love it when they were like yeah. bringing people forward in in group yeah people were like come on guys like really kind yeah. of yeah see I always do that but I feel like sometimes people are like that is fake but I'm genuinely like so scared yeah, yeah, yeah. that I'm like come on 
you've you've got to do this otherwise I'm gonna cry yeah no I know what you mean and also that's one of the one a thing that like cheeky guys can get away with quite well sometimes I find often I feel like women get a bit of a bad rep like you say maybe it could be fake whereas if you're a bit of a cheek chappy it's that classic thing isn't it maybe that's what you need to be more of Sophie yeah more of a cheeky chappy we're like chappy what even that means but um but yeah Trey he's you want to have like a Trey in your audition because he's just and then and he ended up getting it and I was like that's a classic thing as well of Mm. he I think he got the job I mean he's really talented but also because you knew he was going to be so much fun to be on tour with yeah and the creatives were coming on tour with us as well so it was like brilliant they wanted they like they were like he seems like fun Mm he's just as good as everybody else so let's get him give him the job like everyone everyone's talented so let's give mm. him the job it's funny so, you yeah. say that because I remember doing my audition for Stardust and absolutely when my when my love and hero worship for Lena Patel started oh. but I just remember absolutely loving Robbie and Sam and and Lena but also I remember at the end of my dance call I turned around and Chris was at the door and he <laughs> sort of said a little hello to me and I went out and it was honestly genuinely I'd met him downstairs just like just like are you auditioning and then it was like a familiar face at the end of an audition and I just yeah. remember being like I just had this feeling he would get it he would get his part and I had no idea I, I I'd got whiplash I was preoccupied with that, <laughs> trying to collect my million pieces of jewelry that I had shared during the dance call but I remember seeing him and being like I hope we get yeah. to do a show together. You just sometimes, and we weren't even in the same. Audition. And then it was the first time you saw him on the first day of rehearsals. Yeah. I remember that happened actually with my audition for GSA. There's this guy, Aaron, who was in our year. He was in my audition and he's got the most incredible voice. And I went home, like back to Leicester after this audition. I was like, I've literally just heard the best singing I've ever heard in my life. Like this guy telling everyone about like, oh my God, this guy was singing this song. And then the day we were moving into our halls of residence, mm. his mum and dad pulled up their car like right next to us and he got his bags out. I was like, oh my God, you're the guy. Oh. <laughs> and he ended up being there and we went to, yeah. Oh, amazing. Funny though, you see, yeah. I love drama school auditions for making friends because I do feel like you've got that sort of non-cynical view of the industry there's a lot Mm -hmm. of parents involved you know your parents drop you off and and things like that and I remember meeting a girl at Royal Welsh we sat by each other and then I bumped into her in the Cheltenham Waitrose and it turns out we were both from Cheltenham and it was just bizarre and we we became friends I don't know whether it was just maybe it was just me that I just wasn't I'm not very competitive but I was just sort of like oh it's like school yeah I I didn't see it as like you're my competition competition I just thought oh you know like there's more people who like what I like (laughs) yeah Yeah. well to be honest yeah because at my school I was kind of like the only one Mm. that liked to do you know wanted to do drama as a career and I think sometimes you can go to those auditions and just find everybody is like-minded and you know like yeah totally that's what I find amazing about I remember at drama school where you can be you know one of the best in your town or your village or something or that's all you've ever known so you kind of and then you go to drama school and suddenly you're in a room and every person is best from their town and suddenly you're all in the same room you're like oh wait this is cool but yeah I remember feeling like that be like god these guys are good I still find it now you know when I listen to people in auditions I'm like how are you not on the west end 
and there's so like no i always think there's just no rhyme and reason to this industry like why those people did it's just sliding doors moments or being at the right place all those things so many people who yeah i always think there's just so many talented people and i can never guess i can never guess the only one i think that i totally guessed was cara facilla i could have called it from day one i could have i could have called it but i i feel like i go to auditions sometimes and i'm like I think somebody's going to get it and then they get cut. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, you've got it wrong. And I'm like, no. Do you know, I'm really, I, this is another case of me maybe not being focused enough, but a dance audition, especially, you know how the panel might have trying to figure out what their system is with moving CVs around. You know, when they're like, you like think, okay, they've moved them over there. They're maybe the cut pile and they're there. And then it's totally wrong. The pile you thought were the cut pile, they're the ones who've made it through. Um, I think I'm I'm really like quite interested in the casting process and kind of that side of the panel. So I always kind of have got a little one eye out to see what they're looking for. And interesting to see who gets through or whatever. Would you, would you go into casting ever? Is that something that interests you? I am really interested in it. I know idea really how you sort of whether it would ever make that trend I think probably long-term teachings what I'll be doing you know if I ever stop or like mm. you know eventually whatever um wherever life takes us but I do I've always just always been really interested in the casting process and also from my point of view of wanting to have much more diversity and representation yeah. within casting and like you need you need diversity behind the casting panel first and foremost to then make those changes it's all well and good sort of like slowly but surely making the changes but actually you need the people in the room yeah of course of course definitely making those executive decisions exactly because if you're if you're aware of it you're sort of actively making those choices and there are there are people doing fab work but it's always like slog and it's like one step my new favorite olivia olivia rodrigo song one step forward three steps back but yeah that is sometimes what it feels like i feel like oh there's a casting announcement and it's so positive and there's like you know so diverse and then today there's been another you know joseph and his amazing technical dream coat literally set in egypt none of these people would have been white and it's an entirely white cast again and again and again you're casting a pharaoh of egypt and it's a middle-aged white man like there's just and it but until people bring it up Mm. you just don't question it because all you've ever seen is philip schofield play joke do you know what i mean like yeah and also i think a lot of people's argument is like but it should be the best person for the job but you have no idea if it was the best person for the job because the people of underrepresented minorities mm-hmm. or whatever are not even in the room to show if yeah. they're the best person or not. So um, it's just about fair, like get let us be in the room and then sure, pick the best person for the job. Definitely. But I know for certain I've been in plenty of auditions where I've looked around and I've thought I've been brought in so that they, so they can say we saw some not white people, 100%. Your lineup of this season mm. is actually like literally the first time I've ever seen more than one brown face on a, <laughs> and it's just amazing. Like until you see it, you don't see yourself represented. That's me talking as a mixed race person. So I know I have some privileges of like passing as you know whatever that term is, passing as white for some things. But I've been to- I've been literally told to my face in some auditions that I'm too 
that this is what was said to me too ethnic and then and then on the opposite thing been told that you're not ethnic enough whereas they're like if they're like wanting to have that tick box they want to have someone who's really obviously Indian so it can be like we've ticked the box I just I just despair it's pretty painful isn't it but there's definitely some people doing some fab work Let's play a final game. Let's, Let's play before we do advice. Let's do rituals. So, Sophie, do you have any particular rituals or superstitions at all with auditions before and after? Nothing majorly, nothing like, you know, lucky socks or anything. I don't have anything like that. But like I said before, I did really get into a good routine of going to a coffee shop nearby, sitting down, have a little cup of tea, get the script back out, go back over it, just to sort of calm your nerves a little bit. So that kind of thing but no, nothing that's too sort of limiting. Because my personality is that I could, if I started something, I probably would keep doing it. <laughs> so you have uh, to text me. Yeah, yeah. Even <laughs> <in> for this. <laughs> um, who do you tell? When I first graduated, always used to tell, I mean, I live with my boyfriend, so soon to be, oh my yes, God, I actually so literally old. cannot say the word husband. Blah. <laughs> It sounds like, really, like, I feel like really grown up to be a wife. Oh my god! Oh gosh, wifey. Um, I know, yeah. Um, but yeah, so generally, I guess tell him probably also because I'd be like, oh, I'm off to London today, um, and I used to always tell my mum, but I've stopped doing that as much. I mean, I I generally do tell my mum, but probably stopped that a bit more. So mostly just my boyfriend just purely because I like to think of it as it's just a job like everybody else's mm. job I know it's exciting and like it can get really excited where you're like oh my god I'm in for this but actually if you try and treat it like you know my boyfriend doesn't tell me every time he's got a meeting mm -hmm. it's that common like it is that regular and whatever mm. so if you try and treat it that way then maybe it puts less pressure on yourself rather than build up oh, I might have told 10 people so then you have to tell 10 people that you've not got it yeah definitely. as well yeah so I probably found myself telling less people or let telling them less excitedly they're like you'll never guess that I'm oh in I know no I mean because it is exciting and you do kind of find yourself being like you know dreaming away but yeah, try and be a bit more practical about it, sort of thing. I got in the habit of telling my students what I was in for. And I was really like, on nowadays. Oh my God, why did I start doing that? Then yeah. you've got to be like, I didn't get it. And it's like, and it's not because I'm rubbish. Yeah, that's the thing. I think <laughs> if it's to people who know the industry and know that, like, so I had yeah. this, this stat that it was um, the average is 25 auditions per job that you get. That's like the average working actor. <gasps> And to be honest, I think I, I am. Wow, 25 um, per job. <gasps> yeah, per one that you get. So for every job you get, you've done 25, 25 auditions. you didn't get. Yeah, and that's like the average working actor. I'm sure there's a lot more that are more than that. I think that's straight. That was like a quote of like straight actors, not musical theatre, but still. It's that kind of idea, isn't it? That there are so many more that you didn't get. Yeah. But that's part of it. And it's you learn something from each one, I think. Definitely. What about a trick, Sophie? Have you got any tricks that you whack out at an audition? I do a really good hair flick. I love you for that. Mine's a strong arm. A hair flick. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And maybe if you're lucky, right, if I've got my hair up in a bobble, oh. I, might, I might even whip the bobble out. 
you spoil me. <laughs> Everyone else is doing like acro around me. No, I, I love that. I even call it acro still. I don't know. <laughs> I um, I did an audition and I had to do a full on what's it called cheerleading and we had to learn this clap sequence to the side and to the back and to the front and to the side honestly it was the most stressful audition I actually went with curly hair and came out with just like a frizz ball in my hair <laughs> I was so so out of my depth to the point where and I, I don't mind saying this but to the point where we got split up into groups we had to perform and then they they actually called out the people that had done really well and then they said and these people they had an absolute shit show and we want them to do it again. And I didn't even make that list. <laughs> oh, the Navy list. I didn't even make the shit show. I didn't even make that list. So there was only me and like two other people and we had oh, to leave. You just pat your bags and go, yeah. Sometimes sprinted. I was used to ever done a Have you ever done a drawing audition? Just pick your bag up and go. I've seen people do that as in like. As your own choice or you've been cut? No, no, no. Out of your own choice, just being like, I'm way... I've, I can picture a few times where I can... Yes. And what was I in for? Like, flash dance, the first move. And everyone's... Every, you know, you talk to people beforehand, so they were like, yeah, I'm mainly an actor. Like, oh, I should be in the Not move at school, whatever. Oh, yeah, no way. And then it was sort of all... And then the first move was jump into box splits. And it was like 9am. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, uh, and then, and literally... I'd say at least two or three girls just sort of went like this, like sort of just like gestured to the panel and just picked their bags up and left. And I feel like, I mean, I wouldn't do that and I haven't done that because I would probably wouldn't be confident enough really to do that. But there's some confidence in just owning. Yeah, I, I, did not that you. I did that once, but I was really young and I won't name the drama school, but I went to a drama school audition and um, I walked in and I had tights on and a dress on it. And bearing in mind, I was 17, you know, young. And the guy that was running the audition was like, you need to take your tights off. And I was like, uh, I don't really want to. And he was like, no, I, that's not like that composition. Like you need to take your tights off. And I was thinking like, it's not the dance round. I've got close to my dance round. And I was like, oh, I just put my split sole jazz shoes on. And he was like, no, no, I need you to take your tights off. And I was just like, absolutely freaked that's out. So weird. Yeah, I was absolutely freaked out. I was just not comfortable. I had a little dress on with tights or leggings. But I just didn't feel comfortable to be running around a room in a tiny skirt, like at 17. And he made me feel so awkward. And he was like, just take them off now. And I was like, no. I said, I'll go to the toilet. And I literally went to the toilet. My mum was waiting for me because I was under 18. I was like, we're going. And we yeah. literally, I, I couldn't get out of there fast enough. And like, as if that was a reflection of your acting talent. So I left. Yeah, fair. Fair play. I don't think I'd do it now, but 17 me. 17 me? Yeah, yeah. 17 year old me was far then. more confident. Yeah. Um, do you have any, obviously I know that we we share a love for Pete Faint and his warm-ups. What a guy. Thought it was a woman. Thought the woman doing the demonstration was Pete. Yes, yeah. <laughs> have you ventured Great. into Mike Horth? Mike Horth? Mike Horth? Oh, I haven't. Is that Spotify? Pete Faint does a collaboration. Ave Maria. Yeah, Ave Do you Maria. know, I think that's probably just highlights to me that I need to sort of rejig my warm-up playlist honestly there's a new there's a volume two and the spotify playlist is red you've got vowels one vowels two vowels three honestly i'm getting literally it. the first thing i do tomorrow <laughs> i'm gonna get on that my most played song of last year was vowel sounds pete faint hey it's it's so funny honestly everybody it, loves it like, honestly what a banger though it's got such what? a beat behind it um have you got any vocal warm-ups that you stick to for an audition or are you sort of like 
dabble in a few just before an audition or do you warm up at all? I mean, I do warm up. I um, This is probably why you've written down vocal straws. I had yes, yes. Well, so um, last year I had to have a camera down my uh, one of those old things, um, and actually nothing was really wrong, but just like vocally tired a bit. I think it just happens with age. But they basically said to me to do some of these. They're more for speech therapy, but obviously that then transfers through. Mm. Um, and I think to be honest, it was teaching on zoom overcompensating especially teaching dance it's like five six seven eight just screaming all the time over for music mm. the man the speech therapist said that most of his clients are teachers as in you know primary school teachers or whatever it's just so common to tie your voice out basically um but yeah they do a lot of warm-ups through a straw and so it's all about airflow and not like pushing too hard um, have you got a go-to song? Last question. Ooh. I often sing um, Fields of Gold, Eva Cassidy. Beautiful. Just as a nice... And then I've been, during lockdown, trying to change it up a little bit. Mm. And I love... Do you know The Prom? Oh, yes. The, the Prom. <gasps> yes. I do love it. And I like... So there's one song, Alyssa Green, and that, that I've not actually done yet in audition, but like trialing out a few trying to change it up a little bit because if you like just rotate the same songs yeah round and round um so changing it up for myself more than anything um sophie thank you so much for your time today before you, you go Jereen. could you just give me a piece of a miss condola's advice that you can mm-hmm. pass on to us before you go for auditions for life yeah for audition and general for, life. <laughs> for general life please <laughs> any cleaning tips yeah um I think I've said this before but it's like easier said than done but really it's got to be to not compare yourself even though I still am working on that myself but I know that that's you if you walk into the audition room and you can psych yourself out in the first 30 seconds by looking around at everyone and think, oh, she's skinnier than me. She's stretching. She's more flexible than me. And you've just lost it. You've lost the game before you even start. So just know that you're there for a reason. You've got your own things going on. And yeah, just try and not compare yourself. That's a huge one. Comparison. Is it comparison is the thief of joy? I've never heard it, but I'm going to believe it. Let me look. Comparison killed the cat. Dad. Comparison is the thief. Yes. Yes. Well oh, I'm done. getting it tattooed on my head. Comparison <laughs> is the thief of joy. I mean, it's true. So true. But yeah, just stay in your lane. Yeah, you do you, and it'll be right for someone. Amazing. It was oh, so wow. lovely to see you, Sophie. If you could just, I really enjoy saying your name, Sophie, 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 Sophie. Uh, if you could just please say my outro, which you're in the outro anyway, and you have a lovely voice. I do say to Sophie all the time, I could listen to her talk all day. A Sophie voice note is just wonderful. Sometimes just send an ASMR voice please, note. Please, please, can you just continually talk to me <laughs> in your lovely ASMR voice for my whole life? <laughs> That would be great. Like the sound, like the narrator. My internal monologue is voiced (laughs) by Sophie. If you could please just say thanks, that's all for today. That would be amazing. Thank you again for recording this for the second time. 
you'll be you'll be hearing the second version everybody and Sophie <laughs> was even better than before so <laughs> I don't know what you were doing last time but this was great I I've, been, I've been working on it that's why we had to re-record I'm joking <laughs> love working with you in Star Wars babe if you could just say thanks, that's all for today that'd be great thanks that's all for today bottle up that voice and sell it for millions thank you Sophie <laughs>